Hey, this is Mike Zwick from If Not For God podcast. Our show, Stories of Hopelessness Turned Into Hope. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are very glad you're with us this week, and uh, we have an amazing topic. It's one that I'm sure that all of us can relate to. You don't know yet because you don't know what it is, but Danny's about ready to tell us the topic. So, Danny, this is your topic this week. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, We're calling it Truth or Snare. Well, you are. Well, I am. (laughs) I don't think y'all are fully committed to this topic. I really really don't. Um, But uh, maybe you got ensnared in it or something. I don't know. But um, it, it kind of come out of something we were talking about last week. Um, you know, we were talking about words in the nursery rhyme. Mm-hmm. Um, Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, words are the most hurtful thing there are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you take a little bit of truth mixed with, with some deception, and you end up ensnared in all sorts of different things. And that's kind of where that was birthed out of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the uh, I was reading where Abram, you know, he had a promise that God promised him. And with a little deception, he got into this this whole ordeal with his wife and, you know, to save his own skin and just kind of a lack of faith because God had promised him they were going somewhere. And obviously he had to be alive to do that. But sometimes our lack of faith can can deceive us. And even though we know there's truth in our life, that we can end up ensnared in different things, mm-hmm. so that's that's kind of what we were talking about. And you know, not we don't have to look back too far. I don't to see scenarios where I've either created a deception or created a pose or, or something that that misled me down the wrong path. And you know, there's various ways we could go with this topic. So sounds good. And we have the first clip, right? Yeah, I do because it just makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah. So uh, as somebody says around here a lot. Um, the, uh, the clip is from the Andy Griffith Show, which I know is a big shocker. But um, and it's uh, I don't remember the name of the episode, but Floyd the Barber has engaged in this Lonely Hearts Club letter writing to this this lady, and he has built himself up to be something that he's not a millionaire instead of just a local barber, and the, with all this entrepreneur stuff, and he's he dyed his hair and took a picture and. He's done all this, and they've been corresponding, and she's telling him all the stuff. She's got a couple of houses and all this kind of stuff. And where we pick up the scene is where he has gotten a letter from her that she's coming to town, and he is in panic mode because she's going to discover that he's has deceived her. And Andy's trying to walk him through the thing, and Floyd's trying to pack and go to Tennessee. So he's getting out of Dodge. But – um. Yeah, that's the exchange, and you just kind of see how it has progressed. So, Well, here we go. Who's Madeline Grayson? What's that got to do with Floyd Lawson Enterprises? 
Well, it's a story that just makes me want to blush. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Here it is. I might as well tell you. I belong to a Lonely Hearts Correspondence Club. Now, for some time now, I've been corresponding with a Mrs. Uh, Madeline Grayson. Well, it's only natural, isn't it? A lonely widow and a lonely widower getting together in letters. Sure, Floyd. It sounds fine. Sounds fine? Ha! Floyd! But anyway, this Mrs. Grayson is a wealthy widow. She's got a home in Baltimore and Palm Beach. And now, here it comes. In order to measure up and look good to her, I, I lied to her about myself. I lied about who I am and what I am. How'd you do that? Well, I wrote to her that I was a rich millionaire. A wealthy businessman. But... Oh, and that's how come Floyd Lawson Enterprises. It's <laughs> my, my company. My... Oh. Run by that. Floyd Lawson. Floyd Lawson, you're nothing but a liar and a cheat and a scoundrel. I hate you. Oh, how could I have done it? How could I do it to this lovely, sweet, trusting woman? Is that her? Yep. She's pretty. Oh, she's a doll. <laughs> this is the picture I sent her. Oh, that's me. That's you? Well, where's the gray hair? Oh, touch up, touch up, I touch up. Oh, I'm so ashamed. Oh, now, Floyd. Who would have thought that she'd be coming here? Oh, the deception of it all, the vanity of it all. Lord Lawson, I'm ashamed of you. You're nothing but a lying, deceitful Floyd White. I tell you, I just... That's pretty good. I, like We talked before the show. That's that most I've ever heard Floyd talk. I mean, yeah. most of the time on the show, he didn't say much. Well, the later years, he'd had a stroke, right? Yeah, he'd had a stroke, and you would see, you would never see him standing up later on in the show. But yeah, he was very active in this episode. So, mm-hmm. But um, he, he was a funny guy anyway. But, um, you know, so often we we try to make things sound better than they are, and it gets us into trouble. You know, I, w- I was thinking about, you know, doing the job that I do with tech support. doesn't take long to figure out the guy on the other end doesn't know what he's doing, but he wants you to think he does. But when you're playing with electricity, it doesn't take long. He's got himself in a snare and go, okay, no, I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I've done that too many times in my life. And um, I was thinking about, I took a job years ago as, as a plumber's helper and in a town. Is that like a plunger? <laughs> yeah, 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 actually, well, yeah. It was, a, it was the funniest hat I ever had to wear. You know? <laughs> oh, not pre-planned. That was not. This, it, no. Okay, where was I? Oh, you're. Yeah, I'll, see, I'll see y'all next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Plumber's helper. There yeah, plumber's helper. But that's um, a beautiful shade of red, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Almost plunger colored. Oh, good. <laughs> but they asked me to go to the hardware store, and I pretended like I knew where I was going. And I thought I did. And come back about an hour later, I couldn't find it. It was like five minutes down the road. I said, I really don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know where I'm at. But, you know, just just little stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because out of a lack of faith or lack of just, you know, being honest, no, I don't know where that is because what will you think of me if I don't know where the hardware store is? Well, it doesn't matter if you don't know where it's at. You don't know where it's at. Yeah, but fear uh, of man, fear of man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. that kind of thing. So just those little things that you can get into, that um, 
that that get us into trouble, mm-hmm. you know, and not believe in, you know, what God says or, or, you know, even what people say. And I think you said before the show, we're talking about you can think you know somebody's motives in something and you don't even have a clue. Mm-hmm. So those those are the kind of things we're kind of going to unpack a little bit. So Yeah, as you were playing this clip, now, you know, we listened to them before the show and stuff, and we actually do a little bit of prep. <laughs> no, uh, we, we prep a lot throughout the week, but we do combine prep right before the show. But as you were playing that clip, and honestly, I kind of don't really even want to share it on the air, but I guess I will because God's kind of prompted me. But there was a season in my life when I was doing online dating, you know, and I can't say that I was ever, um, honestly, I could say I don't think I was ever untruthful, you know, but I always had the best part of me for, face forward, you know, it, it to the point where, you know, I, I had a few dates, I mean, kind of went out with whoever I wanted to at the time. And I don't mean that arrogantly. It's just I had a way of communicating that I knew worked. Right. And everything I said or did was me, but it was the best part of me that I can't be all the time. You know, and that's what I was thrown out there. If this is who I am all the time, if that makes sense. And couldn't figure out why people would get their heart broke or get disappointed when the real me would show up, <laughs> you know, and, and it became this, this part of God, that, that is me. And I want to be able to be that person, but I want to be that person for the right person. Right. And only the right person. Is who I want to be that for, and I want them to be able to see all sides of me. Because if they don't love me for all sides of me, what's it really matter if they love me for this side or for this side? Because eventually, if we're together, they're going to see all sides of me, right? And and it really changed my online dating to the point I just didn't do it anymore. You know, I was just like, I don't because that's all it is. Is you're putting your best, the best version of me out there. They started making you put pictures on the profile. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I had to use my picture. Yeah. yeah, That <laughs> was a change. and But, you know, and I was, at, at the time, I was, when it comes down to it, I was misleading. Because that's not who I am all the time. Yeah, I am that, that way sometimes. But, it, but I made it out to kind of to be, and I don't know if that's making sense as we're talking, but it was very much a deceptive kind of thing. It wasn't intentional. But it felt like it was a good idea at the time, and it was a horrible idea because I left some some carnage in the wake. I think maybe you and I are the only ones that have ever online dated. And that time that our profiles matched each other, that yeah. was that was a little bit embarrassing. It was weird, but, but we had a good date. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, I was wondering how y'all met. <laughs> um, seriously, that that makes a hundred percent sense, right? Yeah. Because you are trying to put your best foot forward. Your mom can help you with that, though. In in my case, when I was online dating and stuff, I was on eHarmony, and I ended up in Colorado with my mom and my sisters in a hotel room because my dad was sick. And, you know, when three girls in your family get together and they know you're online dating, they want to see who are you, you know, meeting. And so they, they said, you know, can we look at your profile? You know, can we, can we see the ladies that you've been matched up with? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And so... <laughs> You know, my mom like, yeah, go ahead, mom. And so my sisters are, you know, moving through the laptop and my mom's like, oh, she's beautiful. Oh, she's lovely, Darren. Oh, what does she do? Oh, she's a lawyer. Oh, a nurse. Oh, she's gorgeous. And then after about six or seven, she said, have they seen a picture of you? (laughs) (laughs) I was like. 
Well, yes, Mom, but I'm a communicator. That counts for something. Yeah. So you said you knew how to communicate. Right. Well, in I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately or fortunately, when you walk in this message very long, you mm-hmm. do learn how to be a better communicator. Right. Especially with people that may be more vulnerable to you than others. Yeah, and being you know in the boot camps and and being in the message and and talking about the heart of a woman a lot, you know, you tend to understand it differently, right? And it does help you communicate a little better, right? But then I realized that what I was doing was manipulation. It was not intentional when I started out, but at the end of the day, it became that, you know. And God convicted me of that, you know. And I actually spoke about it at one of the boot camps, you know that. Okay, this this is it was an ugly look in the mirror, you know. At the time of this is not the guy I want to be. Yeah, this is the poser talk. Yeah, this yeah. is deception. This is manipulation. This is what it is when you finally get down to the brass tacks of things. It's like, well, that's what you're doing, whether you really intended it or not. You're harming, and you have to really look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, where am I going to start walking back out of this and being honest? Yeah, walking the full truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, we do have a boot camp coming up, but we have several things to talk about after the break. We have our boot camp, which we know now, whether it's an advanced or a basic, but you're going to have to wait to know. We have an entrenchment coming up, and we have another boot camp Darren's going to tell us about. Talk to you after the break. What we have at our boot camp is something that makes you stronger and gives you the strength to go on your regular walk with God. It's something that will make you be bigger than you were when you got there. What brings you here this weekend? So I uh, met Robbie and he invited me to come to the boot camp and there was just so many doors that were closed before I was able to come here, but God allowed these things to happen. And I said, you know, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ultimately acknowledge what's going on for all these doors to be open for me to come to this camp. I just want to seek you. So throughout that time since I've been here, you know, just the, uh, the illumination of God speaking to me through my heart, through my mind, through my soul is just, it's went to a whole nother level since I've been here at the boot camp. The covenant of silence after the talks and being able to go out and just submit myself to being able to hear from God and what we've been working on and it's just been transparent in my life. The level of the sanctification process, the discipleship process and coming here, I feel like this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Register today at MasculineJourney.org. You can sing it though. Go ahead. Oh no, 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 no! This would be the last episode of Master Journey if I start singing. Every episode could be our last. This would almost guarantee it. Yeah, yeah. So we did have a bump from Fleetwood Mac. Actually, yeah, Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, sweet little lies, and just just cause that's what the enemy whispers in your ear sometimes. Sweet little lies, and I like that song. So yeah, yeah. Actually, that fit really well. So Danny, tell me sweet little lies. Okay, we'll move on. Yeah, see, there he goes. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, there's the last show. It was a fun ride. It was a fun ride. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Well, I'll go ahead and go next with my clip. I know it's not Christmas time, but we actually do have a couple Christmas clips uh, on this particular show. And this one, when Danny sent the topic out on Friday and we agreed to it, I couldn't think of... Well, most of us agreed to it, Robbie. The uh, <laughs> the 
I couldn't think of a single instance. I mean, I thought of general instances, but I couldn't think of a single instance that I could think of a clip for that, that it just tied in really well to that instance or one that I could share on the air. You know, there were plenty of clips. Well, yeah, I probably couldn't have played on the air, but there, there's plenty of situations I couldn't talk about on the air because it wouldn't be fair to that other person. You know, it wouldn't be appropriate, whatever. But this is one, and it's not even like one of my favorite Christmas movies. It's from the, the movie Elf. But this clip came to mind when we're talking about this topic, especially of the enemy. And so when we listen to this clip, you've got, if you've never seen Elf, Will Ferrell plays a huge elf, right? And he's come down from the North Pole. And he's working at a department store, and he hears that Santa's coming to town. Well, he thinks it's a Santa he knows from the North Pole. Well, it's a department store Santa who's sitting in a chair when he comes in, and he's getting ready to talk to a little boy, right? And so you hear the interchange of the little boy and the department store Santa and the interchange of him and Will Ferrell, who's elf, right? And we're going to hear that, but at the end... Uh, Will Ferrell, right before the kids scream, rips off the beard of Santa. So let's listen to this interchange, and then we're going to come back and talk about it. Santa! What are you talking about? I'm Santa Claus. No, you're not. Uh, why, of course I am. <laughs> well, if you're Santa, what song did I sing for you on your birthday this year? Uh, happy birthday, of course. <laughs> uh, so, uh, how old are you, son? Four. You're a big boy. What's your name? Paul. And uh, what can I Paul, get you for Christmas? Don't tell him what you want. He's a liar. <laughs> Let the kid talk. Disgust me. How can you live with yourself? Just cool it, Zippy. You sit on a throne of lies. Look, I'm not kidding. You're a fake. I'm a fake? Yes. How'd you like to be dead? Huh? No, he's kidding. You stink. I think you're gonna have a good Christmas, all right? You smell like beef and cheese. You don't smell like Santa. Okay. <laughs> <gasps> <gasps> So the fight ensues between Elf and Santa, and kids are never the same again. But uh, when I was, the reason this this clip came to mind is the statement he makes in there. No, it's not the one about beef and cheese. It's not that statement. Um, what's up? Says beef and cheddar. Oh, it's the cheese, is it not? It is. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you're right. It's beef and cheddar. But uh, it was the you said on a throne of lies, because that's who our enemy is. He literally sits on a throne of lies. I mean, Scripture calls him the accuser of the brethren, the father of lies, right? I mean, he's the originator of lies, okay? And so he's good at it, you know? And so that, that's when it came to mind because what came to mind for me, even though I thought of several situations where I didn't handle it well or I chased after the half-truth or even a full truth that I didn't fully understand, right? Because we don't always see all sides of that truth, okay? You, you only see your version of the truth, you know, and so where he he had trapped me in these and then the lies came pouring on top of it. Right. You're really going to let this happen to you again. Are you going to fall for that? Are you going to be the idiot? Are you going to this? Are you going to be that? Just fill in the blank. And then my emotions get the best of me. And 
and uh, it's not pretty. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, and uh, some of you in here have experienced that, it's just not a, a pretty thing when I, when I do get to the point where I lose my temper, you know, because things are said that uh, I often regret or always regret, and uh, uh, carnage is is in the path. And, and so, you know, for me, it, it's a matter of saying I got to understand that he's always whispering into my ear, right? Even though I don't know it's his voice, I don't, he, he's good at disguising it. I don't always recognize it as his voice. It may sound like it's Rodney or it may sound like my son or it may sound like this other person, right? But it's his voice. And I'm interpreting through his lens. If I let him continue to tell me those things and I practice them and, and adopt them as truth, if that's making sense. Right? And so I'm really, really good at something. And that, the thing I'm really good at is assigning people's uh, motives to, to make an assessment of why they do what they do. Right? I have no idea why people do what they do, but I think I do. You know, And David will probably hear it. We, we work together now, and he probably hears it work. Oh, that guy did that because of this. Well, I have no idea why he did it. You know, I'm just thinking you know, if I'm a betting man, that's probably the right way to bet. But no, but I do that in my personal life, and I assign you know, motives to their actions when I really don't know what those are. And then I feed into those motives, which just becomes this big avalanche rolling down the hill. And it's going to take every, out everything in its path. You know, and for me, it's, it's remembering that statement from a movie I don't really care for that much. <laughs> it's okay. It's a good movie. It's the best Will Ferrell movie out there, in my opinion. But uh, that particular thing helps me keep things in check where I can say, okay, what am I hearing and can I trust what I'm hearing? Because if I go any further than that without at least getting a stopgap and saying, God, I need you to intervene, I need to hear from you, I'm going to end up in some really bad places. You know, physically, emotionally, spiritually, everything, right? Financially. And I've done that one and I've done that one and I've done that one and I've done that one. I'd like to say I've only done it one time but I've done it again and I've done it again and I've done it again. I just don't want to live it again. You know, and I know I will to some degree, but man, if I don't walk it with God, I'm stuck because the enemy is after to seek, kill and destroy. That's what he's for. Right. Anyway, the, uh, I was thinking of several scenarios on different jobs where the boss sends an email or a note or something. And I didn't know his motives behind it. And by the time I got through thinking it through, I was about to get axed. So I figured I might resign before the axe came. And it had absolutely nothing to do with any of that. But how you can take those thoughts and just run with them and explode mm-hmm. them. And they're not even close to reality. And, you know, I've done that in relationships. Well, she's going to say this and this is going to end up this way. So you may as well do this and this. And by the time you plot it all out, you have no con- context of what's really going on, but yet you've self-imploded right there. Yeah, maybe I'm the only one. But no, I it's doubt a, it. it's a flow, it. flow chart of lies. Yeah, yeah it sure <laughs> is. Yeah. yeah, assumptions and lies. Uh, before we run out of time on this this the show, I want to ask Darren a little bit about you. Got a boot camp coming up, right? We do. Um, it's one that uh, my son and I are kind of heading up, and which is a really cool thing to mm-hmm. be able to do a boot camp with your son. And uh, this is the second one that he and I have done together with with the help of some other guys. Mark Varner is actually going to come into nice. town and uh, hang out with us for a day or two. And, you know, I mean, I've asked 
you and Robbie if y'all would do anything. <laughs> Neither one of you have committed to Jack yet. But no, anyway. We have it. No. Or to uh, Darren. Either one. <laughs> or to Darren. That's yeah. right. So anyway, yes, it's coming up uh, February 1st through the 3rd at Carolina Bible Camp. Mm-hmm. Same place where you guys go for guys in the triad in Moxville. Um, it's going to be a really cool deal. Probably I don't know, 20, 25, maybe 30 guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, it's it's building from kind of three areas of the triangle. And, you know, one of our major goals is to try to get people to walk out with, obviously, the basics that mm-hmm. they need to know at a boot camp so that they can go to an advanced boot camp. But the second thing is to build a band of brothers mm-hmm. to encourage them to start some of the Wild at Heart fires things like that i've got one going on at my house now robbie's got like seven going on in his house and or in his neighborhood so um and i'll probably have a couple more going before too long but anyway we're trying to do that so that when guys walk out they've kind of got a band of brothers to walk Mm -hmm. with you guys know how important that is oh it's vital it really is yeah and i would really encourage our guys you know if you're listening you've been to several of our boot camps like if you haven't heard Darren and, and, mm-hmm. and Mark and, and again, <laughs> Darren's son is also off the hook in, in a lot of cool different ways. Like what a way to round out, you know, your boot camp experience is is to go with these guys. And I, I couldn't recommend it higher. You know, and I am going to try to get there, except I may have something with my own son. Then, then Darren knows that. And, it, and if I do that, that kind of takes precedence this time. But other than that, man, I would be there because, it, again, it just rounds out. Um, another angle on the, you know, a lot of these same concepts and the way that they see Christ. And mm-hmm. It's going to be beautiful. Well, ever since Derek talked, I can't think, look, a baby shark's the same. <laughs> Never. You know, I mean, I'll always be in my brain. Yes. And so if you don't know what that is, go to the boot camp, ask yeah. Derek, which is yeah. his son, about the baby shark story. Oh, yeah, my he'll share about it. No. Yeah. But Robbie, well, you got a microphone. We have an entrenchment coming up, correct? And it's F-R-E-E free. Is it? It is. Okay. <laughs> it's coming up February 23rd through the 24th. So, the other announcement we have is we have an advanced boot camp coming mm-hmm. in April. Yeah, April 4th through 7th. And in order to come to that, you need to either have attended Darren's boot camp, one of our boot camps, or the entrenchment. And so we wanted to get this entrenchment in for people that want to come to the advanced boot camp in, the, in April. Mm-hmm. And so this one's coming up February 23rd through 24th. It's in Asheboro. So if you're in Randolph County, listen up. This is for you guys. And this is coming up, again, February 23rd and 24th. So it's a Friday night. You don't have to miss any work. You can come in Friday night and all day Saturday. And, again, get you the basic stuff, and it'll be the whole team, Sam and Andy and, and Danny and the whole group. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, Darren, how does somebody register for yours? They can go to foothillschristianchurch.com okay um they can go to foothillschristianchurch.com i guess i could put a link on your website if you wanted to something like that yeah we we got to get our website updated because the other thing i was going to say is you can't register right now for the boot camp because we don't have it up and ready (laughs) but we will hopefully within this next week for the entrenchment just email one of us we'll get that posted as well for it but if you want any more information our first name at masculinejourney.org is our email We'll talk with you next week. Go love somebody well this week. We love you. We'll talk with you next week. This is the Truth Network.